They pass the eighth pole. It is Epicenter in front, and he is at the top of the three-year-old class. Epicenter won the Jim Dandy, and he backs it up with a very top-notch finish in the run. Happy Travers. Epicenter was the winner. That was the closing stages of the Travers over the weekend, the final leg of the Triple Crown, and probably the most dominant winner of all three legs. Yeah, I think the caller was uh, on the money there. He saw he saw what was happening. He kind of bungled the finish actually, but he um, when he said top of the class, it was a the defining three year old race of the the season over there so far with Epicenter beating the Haskell winner, Cyberknife, and um, the Derby and the Preakness winner trailing in behind. The Derby winner ran well, given that he was a hundred to one shock mm. winner of the Derby. But it was it was nice to see him um, run well. But um, Epicenter's turned things. Right around on him and, and established himself, Jim Dandy, and now this as the best three-year-old in America. And on a fairly quiet global weekend of racing, he'll run to about 128 on our scale, which will be the biggest rating anywhere in the world over the weekend. And I see a couple of tweets here from American horse followers, worth noting. Epicenters, this is from David Aragona, who does a bit of time form work in the US. Epicenters 112 Bayer is the second highest in the Travers since Bernardini, only behind Arrogate. Legit. Yeah, and I mean, but Bayer figures over there are taken as gospel and they can be taken pretty close to gospel because it's so much easier. There's so much less volatility on the dirt. Calculating those speed figures, very similar race on race, very similar year on year on those dirt surfaces. He would head up the around the grounds then this weekend? He would be heading the around the grounds this weekend, I would imagine, with... I'm not sure exactly what a 112 Bayer converts to on um, our time figure scale, but... Yes. Might have them covered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll be high 120s and it's um something like world class. Jack Christopher won on the same card and is pretty good and Jackie's Warrior was turned. Beaten. Beaten at short odds, but I further speed figure observations from the same account. Jackie's Warrior's 109 Bayer is the second highest of his career, so he's run really fast and been beaten. He did look I watched that and he um he got himself in a real stoush at the front end there. Had to work pretty hard it seemed to overcome the the horse that stuck it to him and then got sniped. Uh, so um, that's how that all played out. A little bit below. I mean, he certainly was below his best form, Jackie's Warrior. But perhaps with excuses, although I think probably a little flat all the same. And before we move on, looking across the ditch, Imperatrice, very impressive winning on the weekend. Is she now the best horse in New Zealand? It's a good question. Rock and Horse won a new market, but it was out of nowhere and it was a funny new market. So she ran to what I should lead off with. Imperatrice ran to 118, winning on um, Saturday, which is a little bit better than her her win at the same course over a mile in the in the Group One last year. So she's come back and and come back with interest, and she rocketed to outrageous prices for the uh, Empire Rose where she's headed. Where she does have a, I mean, of course, she has an obviously strong claim there. In fact, the only horse to run 118, on my numbers anyway, time form with a twist. Yep, uh, in the last decade was. In the same colours, Melody Bell. And comparisons between the two of them are lazy and cheap. So let's make them. Yep, because <laughs> that's what we're good at. Melody Bell won this race. Well, she was the only other four-year-old to win this race this century. Imperatrice has doubled Trend. that. Doubled Trend. that. So there's a um, connection beyond just colours. Uh, then she followed up and won the two Hawks Bay Wait for Age races, which are now called the Tarzino and the Windsor Park Plate, which is where Imperatrice will go pre-Empire Rose. And she'll be good enough to win those without improving. She just has to turn up and run a race, essentially, I would think. I don't think there's anything over there that's about Catalyst got on the plane instead of running there. He's coming to Melbourne. In fact, I think I saw him in entries this weekend. 
Well, that's a good sign. That seems a bit sharp. Anyway, back to your question. Levante is also rated 118. Yep. And Entrevier is rated 119 for her close-up third in the Doom in 10,000. So it's a competitive heat. And in fact, that would be an interesting... If you throw Rock and Horse with a sort of one-off, questionable sort of noisy rating, but then Levante on Trivier and now Imperatrice in a 1,400-metre race... Some, they could put on some sort of invitational over there in New Zealand, couldn't mm. they? For the mares, they've got a good little, um, <laughs> good little group. In fact, on that list as well is Probabil, but I know she's gone now as well. And I mean, I'm just looking at this list of similarly rated mares. There's also Tefane, who's obviously got a Kiwi vibe. Yep. Sierra Sue, Basutin, Kiwi vibe. They're all over this. Polly Gray's in there somewhere when she from the Hollandale, and when she, you know, she has to be in up to her knees, it seems. But she's got a she's Kiwi. They're overrepresented. 118, just in her own little subset as well, for interest's sake. From three-year-old Phillies figures, Fangirls, Startontes were 114. Fangirls come back a little bit better as well. Yep. But we're, but Imperatrice has um, seen and raised her yep. from last week. So that's a, I mean, no one really cares except for the ratings nerds amongst us, but it's interesting to see Imperatrice matching and raising Fangirl and being the best Anzac Philly of a generation so far. Be a good clash between the two of them, but unfortunately there's about 750 options for them to duck each other. Yeah, I'll be staggered if they race each other. You talk about futures markets and how disgusting they are. So just looking at Melody Bell. So she landed here off three group ones in a row. She was 12 months later. She didn't come over that prep. But, yeah, keep going, sorry. Kill your flow there. You're killing me, Petey. <laughs> So she came over off the back. So she's, she was far more established than Imperatrice when she came. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she came over off three group ones and she started 11 to four and they want you to take five to two, 350 now. Yeah, no. It's about three runs away and she's not even in the country. It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean. They're basically betting you the price she's going to SP and you've got to take it all in. I mean, the thing is it's their markets. They can do what they like and they obviously don't want to play. No, it's horrendous. I mean, it's just disappointing because now that there's no interest. Moving on, rant over. The flop of the week comes up in the San Domenico with Best of Bordeaux running fifth. What did you make of his return? Uh, it was worse than Marmaragan's return in this race. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the measuring stick. Oh, it must have been a, a cons- I mean, disappointing for him, and it was a low rating. Low-rating San Domenico. In fact, I've got a uh, exhaustive list here of the last decade of San Domenico winners that rated below Sweet Ride. Are you ready? Yeah. Varpensiro. List ends. <laughs> so, <laughs> Here's another list for you. Yeah. How many times has the up-and-coming rated higher than San Domenico? I don't know, Simon. How many times? <laughs> Twice. This year and last year. Oh, who was last year? In the Congo. Was rated lower than Tiger of Malay in hindsight. Is that right? Yeah, because he got the weight pull on Paul Early. Okay, yeah. So the twist say, ratings might be a little different. I was going to say I make it in the Congo one thirteen, Tiger of Malay one hundred eight. Got the Congo well ahead of the Tiger. Well, then for you, it's the first time ever. Well, there you go. In the last twenty years, which would be about right. The up and coming used to be massive. Yeah. yeah. Around the turn of the century, it was the well, it was the Run to the Rose and the Golden Rose. There was that form, whereas now it's the the B graders. Yeah, it feels harsh calling them the B graders because they're actually 
they're the B grade from the A grade, if that makes sense. Mm. From the A grade set, they're the B graders. Still yeah. better than 95% of the horse population or more probably. Yeah. I don't think listening, we can be offensive. I don't think Team Waterbottle <laughs> are thinking Caboo's a B grader after Saturday anyway. They'll be aiming up with him. No, though he ran um, – he won pretty well. And the second horse sort of unestablished and out of nowhere ran really well, mm. Golden Mile. So he was 15 to 1 there and, and probably not on many radars. But um, he's He on, is now. He's on radars now. He's a – He's potentially a thing. Well, they absolutely body slam the Atkins form there. Yeah, there's a nice big juicy gap from second back to second back to third, and second's the one finishing. Yeah, there's a there is a big margin between the first two and the rest. And Swiss Exile was given every possible in the San Domenico as well, which is the size oh, form the same, as well. So thing. yeah, it's all a bit. To be honest, I don't think any of the I guess you could say elite two year old form has come back and been good, except Jacino. Yeah, well, and even, he's even off dry then, track. Even then, I feel like that was um, it was form flipping because Dormier was um, in fact by I conceded you best of Bordeaux as the mm. flop of the week. But if you wanted to get technical in the way we actually have tended to do these things, Dormier was. I massage more market expectations. Yeah, into yeah it. no, that's fair. I suppose more people expected Dormier to do that. Yeah, yeah. So just looking at the best cult of their generation, just going back to two thousand and ten. So five have kicked off in the San Domenico. Have any of them won? I don't know, Simon. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the best they've finished is four. I felt that was coming. Your list is, well, now, best of Bordeaux, stay inside. Farnan actually ran in the run to the rows. He ran fifth as well. So the last three best Colts have run fifth in their return, 101, 107, 108. Then you've got Capitalist in 2016. He ran fourth. Vancouver ran fourth and Sidestep in 2013 ran fourth. The highest rated to come back was Vancouver running 116. The way Spacewalk just dwarfed Best of Bordeaux in the straight when he idled up to him. Stay inside was only seen once after the San Domenico. I think that'll be it for Best of Bordeaux as well. I really think he's... He's uh, done. Yeah, He's a teaser pony. I didn't realise how small he was. And he trialled so well going into it. If you look at the sectionals, James had him in the perfect position in the race, even though most would have expected him to be on speed, if not leading. In terms of the race shape, it was fine for him. And he's ran terrible. You couldn't blame the track because he swims. Mm. And he got dwarfed. So I don't think we'll be seeing much of him. Well, we might, but I don't think he's going to be a factor. Yeah, I think I said this last week. We, you don't want to go reaching for something to confirm your little theory there. Mm. But we have a theory. Yeah, this wet track form is going to fall flat on its face, and then you see Buesta Bordeaux, Dormier in that same race. Rise of the masses, Prometo, they won key Golden Slipper trials. Mm. I mean, I know the figures weren't. I mean, this is exactly the point. The figures weren't strong when they were winning those key Slipper trials. Almost, you're almost a bit like, gee, are we, are we being unfair on these horses? But the evidence is what the evidence is. They were not up to that sort of standard, not up to what we typically expect in those races, and they're not now coming out and telling us that we're wrong. Shalatin was another one, mm. blown off the park when he'd been, admittedly hadn't won, he had, but he'd been mixing it yeah, in yeah. all the right races and with all the right noise around him. Williamsburg and Voldemort are out the back having won. Well, Voldemort didn't, but Williamsburg had, had oh. won those races and, I mean, there was absolutely no depth to them, but there was, and there was no depth to the form and there was plenty of depth to the ground and they, the races he won as well were not only on heavy ground, but they were too strongly run and just ended up being complete slogs. So they're, they're just off in their own. He's just not going to get those scenarios. 
no. very often. And here he is just getting smashed in a more typical race if where it, speed is required. He doesn't have it. That's where racing is brutal. If you own Voldemort, like you look at the honour roll of the kindergarten and it's just lit with all our elite horses. And he's won like a rocket on Debuts going like visually unreal. Then he's backed it up in the kindergarten and got chinned. And he's come back at three and can't get out of his own way. Like it'd be so brutal. And I have a feeling Bessel Bordeaux is in the same camp. Because I don't care how many times you look at it, there is nothing positive out of that San Domenico, I don't think. I mean, who's going to the run to the Rose? Because where are, where are the good horses? Because that's the best race prior to the Golden Rose by far every year. Well, Jack and I will go there and he was good. There's hope. Oh, and Kabul will go there and he was good. He was then, good. Oh, the new wave will come through. You yeah. know, might have run in the Golden Slipper, but he was far from the finished product and there will be horses like him that it works both ways, where there will be horses that come out of those races that were um, disadvantaged by the whole scenario and are going to be so much better in more typical scenarios now. Yeah. Usually the best horses resume in the run to the rows. Who, who do we actually have left? Is there anything? Not off the top of my head. Yeah. They're very intriguing because usually we get... We're forgetting something, surely. Well, Bessabotto, would he's the best colt. He was the highest rated. And then we've seen Chikino, who was probably the best colt in Melbourne. I know he didn't have the results, but I'd say most would say he was. Mm-hmm. So then... The run of the race is going to be very interesting because usually everything gets held back to go there first up. The good ones. Godolphin always do it. Anyway, we'll have to wait and see. But down to Melbourne for Giacchino. He ran 211 and the time was good and it was a, a strong race. You could tell the good jocks were the, – the track was terrific. Soft, but it was terrific. You could tell the jocks were on. It had – the good horses were back and it had strong spring vibes and you can even see just doing the figures that – harder, put it this way, it was a lot harder to find the sort of – your Taylor Pendrith because there were so many races, so many good time figures against the form, like so many races that were um, that are going to prove r- really good pieces of form because of the way these races were run. So having said that, it presented a terrific chance for, for Jack and O, but he's only first up. He's a horse that does plenty wrong, which is a good thing, I think, because yeah. it means there's upside. He's learning on the job. And, yeah, the figure here is, is nice. He beat a boomed-up horse in, in Aft Cabin who had won really well and had run a good figure but was... Were you surprised by the SP? Uh, I'm always surprised when a horse is short. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I suppose I was. Like you didn't think he'd be odds on. Usually there was a time, back in my day, (laughs) there was a time where the horse coming from the midweeks with the trendy speed figure was left for us. Yeah. And, you know, people would say, what's he beaten? Where are the what's he beaten guys now? Now they're all over these horses. I think they're broke. Yeah. And and so, yeah, the, the trendy speed figure horse is all of a sudden over bet. Um, and the established ran in all the good races, you know, backing class horse is doing the damage. Then again, you got Bessabotto jumping short in Sydney. It's weird. You're getting a weird mix. I personally, with three-year-olds, I kind of don't really want to play again until the grand finals. Yeah, it's weak. I know. <laughs> it's probably And it won't happen. But I just, that San Domenico has got me spooked. Oh, it's exciting because there's a lot of unknowns there. Unknowns could mean inefficiencies. That's what you're looking for, right? Colin Morikawa, speaking of... Caulfield raced really well. The form's really good. The times were good across the card, like a lot of fast speed figures. And so the Morikawa actually comes up in the McNeil and it was the third horse, Tijuana. And I think the interesting thing about this is, A, I've been a bit of a McD basher, but this is a great ride. Uh, Not necessarily publicly, but definitely in office. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is a gem. But what I think is interesting is that he's the horse that's going to be picked up here and 
thrown up as the horse. He's by American Pharaoh. He's not a 1,200-metre horse. He's going to be so much better at a mile and further and a bit of a flashing light run, but I'm saying he was ridden perfectly. Yeah. So while I think it's true that he will probably be a better horse towards a mile and maybe even further than that, and the races tend to get weaker the further you go, so that gives him a chance. He's run 100 here first up, and, and the, as I said, the time is good. The form is strong. I don't think he'd go much better than 100. Mm. He's first up, and he'll be better over further. So there's where you get your improvement. But I'm saying it's not – the flashing light is a bit of a bit of a trick, I reckon. He's He's been well managed here and, and had every chance to run as well as he could in this scenario. So um, is he better than 100? Probably slightly, but not greatly would be my guess. And I think he'll – You'll probably be over bet. Honourable mention to D Lane, who was definitely on song on the weekend for the Morikara Award. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had a he's had a good day, but hey, Mick D outrode you there, buddy. Do you think he's? Do you think D Lane's concerned about it when he was standing in the winners' enclosure for the McNeil and Mick D's outridden him hey, well, back in third? <laughs> <laughs> it would be in the back of his mind. Yeah, no, I'm sure he was uh, hugely concerned about it. I tell you what, he would have been disappointed when he came into the. Mounting yard after Snap Dancers winning because he gave Western Empire fifteen out of ten from that draw in the one one. I'm going to say disappointing, but would you say ring rusty or? Yeah, I just thought he was rusty, and I don't think disappointing at all. He's run 110 first up, and I think that was exactly. Weird. I mean, he didn't overachieve, so it's not a wow Western Empire. Wow, he's even better than we thought, but it's fine. Mm. It's funny because you can run 110 good and bad, in my opinion. See, that running 110 is bad to oh, me. Oh, I know what you want. You want the flashing light. You want the pretty horse for the eyes, guys. I love this version. This is just as good. You don't need him running on. No, it's not running on. It's just that it's he was just rusty. He was given every opportunity to run the number, is what I'm saying. There's nothing in the run there that suggests there's more to the run than what meets the eye. He was given every possible. They're the runs I don't like. We'll see about that in two weeks. He'll improve, yeah. So here's the thing: in two weeks, Thunderstruck they're going to um, Thunderstruck will be favourite. Maccabi yeah. Diva, Flemington Mile, and it'll be no betting. Every eyes guy in the world saw Thunderstruck. Yeah, and it was a terrific return. Good on him. Yeah, he's run to that number so often now. Thunderstruck. Yeah. I guess the difference on the weekend he's done it first up, which he hasn't done in the past. Does that mean he could be better this time in? Sure. I don't think Caulfield fourteen hundred is his is his track. So I do. Th- he overachieved for me, even though he did nothing that he hasn't done in the past. But he did it here. Yeah. So I suppose um, I would have expected him to run a better number over a Flemington Mile than a Caulfield 1400. And the beauty of racing, sometimes it is predictable. And Cascadian running third in his beautiful sweet spot between <laughs> 1.7 lengths and 2.7. <laughs> Beaten two lengths there. Yeah, well predicted. And just another little sneaky push for the Imperatrice form. Dragon Leap runs fourth, who ran second to her last start before mm. coming over. Yeah, that's a little frustrating because he should have found a race. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's run a monster at 60s and you're going to get nothing. Speaking of um, Western Empire didn't didn't do the visuals game, I think he was perfect. Yep. No, not perfect, but I think... Fine. Yep. I'm really looking forward to him over a mile at Flemington in two weeks, just as I was pre-race. I yeah, no difference. No difference. Yeah. So you're going to look forward to backing him to beat Thunderstruck? Well, I suspect that's, the market's what, I gonna suspect that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Duace, we should probably mention as well. Actually, we shouldn't mention Duace. <laughs> she was huge, yeah. No, go on. Uh, I'm go- okay, well, huge is a stretch, but she was fine. Yeah. I wouldn't have said huge. You wouldn't say huge? No. If it, to be huge, she should have run faster than that, but she was fine. Yeah. And I would have thought running 10th 
most would say not so fine. Or was mm. there? Oh, okay. With you, did she get a? Did did she look the part? Did she? No, I just thought she was good. Okay. I mean, the funny thing is, is she did what you would expect over this trip. I thought. Yeah, I thought. You know, I thought Caulfield fourteen hundred was a pretty dirty spot for her. Yeah. So I where does she go next? Is she is she two weeks? For, is she now Melbourne? I'm actually not too sure because you can switch back up for the George Main if you want to keep her in Sydney. I suppose it depends what tracks. I mean, they're just going to chase dry tracks with her. Probably didn't walk away from Caulfield going, wow, okay, well, she's announced herself big spring. Yeah. But you didn't – she did nothing wrong. So, I, to be honest, you can throw her in the same bucket as Western Empire. Yeah, it's funny. She ran better first up last prep. But because she's now, terrific behind Think It Over, that was see that was yeah. more of a yeah oh, the visuals guys whoa whereas this one I didn't think had that, but it's there's probably not a lot of difference. No, the Taylor Penrith Award comes up in Sydney, race five, Wagga Cup form. Mm, well, Wagga Cup, but you know why I'm interested in this. This was sectionals miss of the day. Dylan Gibbons on alias, mm. and uh, well. Well, there was one in Melbourne that had potential to be the, the Coonji horse but probably out, ran himself out of the Coonji, sadly. I hope not, but perhaps. And You're he, talking about the winner of the last? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the horse who will be the best speed figure horse at Caulfield on Saturday, but we will. We'll get to that later. We'll just leave that hanging there. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Don't tune out. <laughs> Alias has just... Uh, burst onto the scene and is this week's road to the Coonji horse as well as being the sectional slaughter. <laughs> I think he's also the Bruce this week. And the Bruce. And the Bruce. He's got wow, everything. So we're, um, well, I mean, he's won a Wagga Cup, so yeah. he's already won a major. Yeah. He's an established star. But I think – and we'll probably, again, when I when I play my twist game here with, with ratings, I will probably rate him much, much lower than some, but at the same time, yeah. all upside. I think he ran right to his Wagga mark first up. Which is huge. Which is probably... For Waller, and, stayer. And not only that, he did it in a way... He did it in a race that was all late speed and he was left poorly placed. Yep. Not really bagging... The, we should always... Know, not really bagging the jockey on this one. No. He we'll, rode, te- we'll tell you when we are, but this is like... yeah. He, he rode to instruction. Yeah. He had to do what he was told and, and he did. And the race just didn't pan out, but... Mm, very nice late on and... Uh, I think Borna King, a few people would... Tweeting earlier that Borna King won and was uh, road to the Coonji. I thought, yeah, I've seen a bit of Borna King, and I know he could. I would be surprised if they haven't got that race circled in the calendar and that he's not planning on being there. But they'll be better. And it only took a couple of races, and there he was, alias. Oof, that just screamed Coonji. And I haven't actually, I haven't checked the markets, but I assume he's just rocketed towards the top of Coonji betting. He'd have to be. Have to be. You mentioned Borna King, ridden by Dylan Gibbons. Oh. Yeah, so I got it also right there, but I think the way the race set up and the likely instructions, he's probably ridden alias perfectly. Similar to Hugh Bowman last week on Fangirl. We've given two in a row now for the Pendrus. They've rode to instructions. Everyone's really, really happy with the run. Actually, we should go back and... How many Taylor Pendriths have been just doing what Chris Waller told you to do? <laughs> Losing to instructions. That is a... Uh... It's a few. Uh, Stewards will never look at those. But alias... Ran enormous. And just on Dylan Gibbons, we're not the first to pump up his tyres. He's riding really well. And just looking at his last three months, 211 rides, 32 wins, expected wins of 30. So beating the market. And So, so we're giving him the dud award and then we're just heaping praise on him. No, I, fair enough. Fair enough. He got born a king home, legend. And uh, I tell you what, if he got alias home, his expected wins through the roof there. <laughs> 
but no. No, so, shocker. Shocker. Should have gone really close. Interesting to see where it goes next because Alias has run really well fresh there and the stable mate who I was keen on. Grace and Harmony. Has run a stinker. Terrible. And nothing really there. So, I mean, what do you do? Do you have a strategy with horse, like stayers resuming that run really well fresh? Do you treat them any differently second up or? I usually try to think anything that is trying to fit horses to a pattern is a bad idea, really. Yeah. But we all love doing it. I mean, subconsciously I do it. You know, and you do, and you know, I'm joking before as well about the Imperatrice Melody Bell comparison. It's lazy, it's stupid, they're different horses, but they wear the same colours and they've, they've got those little similar, those little superficial similarities and, I mean, we all think it. Yeah. I just try and stop myself. I suppose it's a, it's a bad it's a, it's a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we have where people try and put labels on horses and they just make you look stupid? Yeah. I mean, we see it in football. Yeah. I mean, you do All have codes. to when you're betting, you do have to make sort of big assumptions off small bits of data because you don't you never get. I mean, people love screaming small sample size, but you don't you don't get big samples of horses. Yeah. So you you do need to make kind of wild inferences if you like and you you will have some some stories and some narratives behind some of your ideas but it's probably a good idea just to remind yourself not to get carried away with it i mean grace and army probably falls in the perfect scenario for you now off, oh, I would off like a flop. Her, yeah. yeah third up oh well, actually i don't know if i like her because i don't know much about her. like she's not a is she? situation i <laughs> yeah. guess so had she's she, gone had i known that she'd done had i grace and harmony been a horse that had been doing something really nicely and then just blown up and ran a shocker with no excuses yeah, I'd be pretty interested. Yeah. Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds. Suspense over. The best time figure at Caulfield was a horse that just screamed Coonji. I assume came across from New Zealand for the Coonji and is just over-prepped. I wish I win. Oh, of course. What are you doing? Just blew himself out of the Coonji with this. Turak? Uh, probably now a Turak horse. Daft. You came back up. <laughs> Actually, Stratum Star won a um, Coonji backing up off the Turak, but I think that was the Coonji was on Caulfield Cup day, and now it's four days. Bit hard. But you can do it. You can do it. And I'm sure Moods is a smart man in the zone at the moment, PG Moody, and I'm sure he's um, I'm sure he's eyed it off four days. Make sure he's spaced the runs now so we've got plenty of horse for Caulfield Cup week because, well, I'll tell you what, might run three times in Caulfield Cup week. Turak, Coonji, that gets your ticket. Caulfield Cup. If it was 1955, that'd be happening. Or is he, where is he in comparison to Thunderstruck at the same point? Because he'll go to the Turak. Is he chance of going to the Golden Eagle? How good is this horse off what you I'll saw? i tell you what, that's a, I hadn't even thought of Thunderstruck, but it is a very good comparison. They are similarly talented at the same point. And I, you know who won this race last year? It was Ayrton. Oh, Thunderstruck yeah. stablemate. And the speed figure here is Ayrton was similar, finished like a rocket and won this race really impressively. The Patent Committee are probably all over this benchmark 78. It'd be Group 1 next year. <laughs> the Group 1 on the same day as the Memsey. Well, there is only four Group 1s at the Caulfield 1400. So we we don't have enough uh, championship deciders. Who is the best Caulfield 1400 metre horse? It's we impossible have, to tell. We need a fifth. We need to have another race to decide. <laughs> but, yeah, every bit as exciting as, as Ayrton and I'm sure all the ratings nerds and the speed figure guys and – the sectionals guys as well, and probably the eyes guys. Did he catch the eye? Surely did. Unreal. Yeah. So um, oh, they'll be lined up behind this one, let me tell you. But, yeah, for me, everyone would have been very excited about that. Fair enough, I suppose. But for me, hugely disappointing to see a Coonji candidate 
probably bow out of the running. Similarly, Sydney, it's a handicap yep. where the speed figure comes up. Shows you how bad the three-year-olds were. Yeah, oh, Kaboo time is good. Yep. Um, but Shades of Rose, Ooh, time yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah. Time is good, Kaboo. Time is great, Shades of Rose. This was as fast as it looked, and that's three huge margins in a row now, so she is a, um, she is a group horse. So I'll ask you a question without notice. Everest. Every, every, you know, anyone wins a race and does anything these days is, well, get this horse a slot. So Snapdancer wants in. Yep. I think that's fair enough. I think. She's won group ones at two of her last three. I mean, Vega won it off the Memsey, uh, didn't he? I mean. He did win the Everest that year. Look at some of the absolute dross that ends up running yeah. in Everest. I mean, that's, we all remember the winners and we say, oh, she's not Nature Strip. You say she can't have a slot. Well, just about every horse that runs in it isn't Nature Strip. And she would fit in there somewhere with a chance of running into the, and there's plenty of money to run into, right? You've only got to beat two home to get a six million or something, don't you? Just looking at the Everest early market, I mean, she definitely gets in. She oh, she'll get a slot. She has to. So yeah. I suppose my question is, does Shades of Rose? I think she is a chance of getting a ticket to the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I I don't even have a. I can't even speak. <laughs> Well, speaking of, there's not enough ways to sort out who the best 1,400-metre horse is at Caulfield. There's certainly, I mean, the invitation is one thing, but we need more 1,400-metre mares races because there is only dozens. And how do we decide who the best mare that is not fast enough for 1,200 and not strong enough for a mile is? I mean, it's disgusting she's not in the noms. Is she not in the noms for the invitational? She hasn't been invited. There are no noms. No, the invitation pre-noms market. You are bestowed with the honour. There is no nominations. <laughs> <laughs> she stretched to 1,400. Is that the query of the invitation? I'm sure the panel will be um, eyeing her off as a potential invitee. So Bjorn's just got to keep her in one piece and she should be able to pick up one of the million mares races coming up. Is that the summation? Absolutely staggered if she hasn't won nine group races by the end of the spring. <laughs> uh, but all jokes aside, she's run really fast. Yeah. And she's um she's absolutely a group horse. So she's run oh here we, I didn't even notice this little symmetry, but the time figure is exactly the same as I wish I win. I wish I win was also finishing fast. So um What's he rated now? One hundred and sixteen. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh he's, no, winning, he's, he's, he's winning, winning the two rack. What price is he? He's really very good. But she's hundred and fifteen. Yeah, okay. So she's a group I don't think well, I, Is there a mayor rated better than that in Sydney besides Fangirl? I must admit. I'm not. It's not like the Melbourne Cup where I can just rattle off my invitation winners just yet. But I don't think they're better than 115. No. So yeah, maybe if that's it's the race, the ice baths of the world. Um, snap dance around time form rating of 118, but I think a little bit better than that. Twisted. Yep. Um, so she's a little bit ahead of those, and a little bit ahead of Shades of Rose. But I, I would have thought Shades of Rose is not a bad. I mean, Tulip and Deploy have run in the market in Everest's. I would have thought take a fly. I mean, it'll get to the point where there'll be um, two slots to fill and no fast horses, so. Yeah, I mean, the only problem with her now is she's done it too early. Yeah. I mean, the San Domenico's not throwing anything up. The trendy three-year-old this year, who's the trendy Everest three-year-old? I can't see a three-year-old. I mean, one might run, but they're 100 to 1. Most horses in the country are 100 to 1 if Nature Strip turns up. I think it's Nature Strip and Classique. They're the two with the... Classique is very interesting. Because mm. Marzu's a nice horse, but he's not them. So Marzu's second pick at the moment. Classique, 
like nature ship's got to come home. I think that's probably a bit wrong. Classique's probably the one that's looking at the early market. Like Lost and Running, he's not any better than that. Mask Crusader, no. Palili, no chance. Atorius, lol. In the Congo, no. So Giacchino's the first of the three-year-olds, $18. Then you got Snap Dancer, $18. Amelia's Jewel won't be here. Cool and Gatter. Maybe a filly gets a run. Uh, more importantly than the Everest, Noble Bourne ran a faster speed figure than Resort Man winning the listed race at Belmont on Saturday and is therefore our Perth Around the Grounds winner. Yeah, great ride by Brad Willer on Resort Man. He kept Nerodeo, who was a well-supported favourite, in a pocket coming into the turn and then that was pretty much it back on firmer surface was too good. But Noble Bourne, really good winner over the mile and ran good time as he touched on. And I think the Simon Miller stable would certainly be up and about the star filly, I don't think he's far away from trialling and being back. Hasn't she got some buzz going? Ooh, yep. She, I mean, we're waiting for a three-year-old to emerge, so maybe the best three-year-old is in Perth. Yeah, well, fair enough too. Let's, why not? It's fun to buzz him up. She's well, got all the bits. Do it. I, I hope Fireburn's good, but she's off the swamp, so. Mm. Oh, she's so interesting. Oh, she'll be in the run of the rose. Oh, we, yeah, okay. Oh, she's extreme. We'll yeah. be there as well. I think they're the first uppers, the fillies. And yeah. Sajardin, maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bartholomew Diaz. Good up, win, too. What was it? 103, the speed for... Yeah, so it was a good win. Pretty sure Hawk was there, cheering at home, on mm. track. Beat Batuga. The mighty that. Batuga. Yeah. Uh, Batuga's now gone 197.97 up there. So he's running rock solid for Lee, but he's no better than that. Limited. And Haywood, coming off the Ballarat Synthetic, a handicapper for the Freedmans. Ran 14 pounds faster than Dallas Ann, winning the penny edition turn, Leon McDonald stakes. But it was a slowly run race, and because it wasn't a searching test, that probably flattered those. The margins are probably flattering for those behind Dallas Ann, who actually ran Did really it. well in a Maccabi Diva off a lesser rating when he was beaten in this race a couple of years ago. So I think it looked a slow race, but he's run tick over 100 to win it. and Messy race too. Messy, yeah. So the... You know, as I said, 14 pounds lower than an, I think, 85-rated handicapper. So not fast. But it's almost not fast is a good thing, if that makes sense. Yep. yep. So, yeah, he's a he's an old legend, Alisane. It was good to see him win a race of importance to the stable and significant Adelaide race. And I was watching Channel 7, and I tell you what, one of the great moments on Saturday afternoon when I flicked on the telly and... They're talking about Dallas Ann winning in Adelaide and the sparkle in Bruce's eye. Loves it. He loves that stuff. And I love that he loves it. We should mention we got subbed in for the Saturday multi and we've gone up in flames and at least Ethan got a winner home with Dallas Ann. So we've got one out of three legs. Oh, yeah. Pashiro flamed up and mm. you messaged me and you said that was a bad ride. I thought I, it was. Do you still think it was? Yeah. Message in to the was that a bad ride on Pashiro competition, care of, etc., etc. Um, and tell us why that was a bad ride because I think that was a good ride on Pashiro and a bad run. I think the definition of bad ride is that it's you're saying D-Lane did a good job under the circumstances. He was unlucky. That's not bad. But it wasn't ideal, was it? It's probably not an ideal scenario, but it wasn't that bad. And it certainly didn't make a difference to the result. Unlucky, but he, he's the bloke on top. Yeah, and the only real decision he made was the right one. To go forward. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And then rode his horse, settled him, controlled him, used him well, not good enough. 
We'll throw that out to I the I think masses. I messaged you. Right in, definitely. Yeah. I think I messaged you that if you're backing horses like him and you can't cop that and move on and just keep betting, you you should have your money managed, money managed for you. <laughs> I didn't realise I hit a nerve till I sent that message to Blanks. So I just got a tirade of messages back calling me an idiot. So <laughs> someone please write in and support me. Oh, I was, we're, and we're extending the – I noticed there's so many. It was such a huge, you know, such a huge weekend with spring in the air, which was mentioned on racing telecasts upwards of 750 times on Saturday. But the cups are coming and there was a stack of big cups on Saturday. So we'll just quickly roll through them just to, you know. Yeah. Around the grounds cups. Around summary. the ground cups because we so many. it's easy to let them skip by. Although I'm sure most of these were being feature races and all would have caught the eye of most. But um, the Batuta Cup went to Le Book. Good winner too. X Waller ran to 80. I must say Wall Street Tycoon won the sprint at Batuta. I mean, this will all be well covered in the advocate, I assume. So everyone's on top of this. Wall Street Tycoon actually ran a better better time, seventy eight time figure in the thousand meter sprint. I'd have so to check those standards. Wall Street Tycoon won for the next Batuta meeting. Bingara Cup, Destiny Sun seventy three, Bluff Cup, Delios seventy two. Delios is Colette's brother. Really? Yep. And he's now also a feature winner. More black type for the page. <laughs> Colette with the Bluff Cup. Only 72, but it's a good win. Super L, 67, winning at Galagenbone. Good win. You been there? No. I'm on the list, bucket, obviously. Bucket yeah. list. As is Kananara. Lunch session, and our WA handicapper rates him 77. I do. So a little bit better than those, uh, even better than the Bingara Cup. I think everyone knows that's the better of the two cups. That's the pecking order. Yeah, well, no, you might be right. You might be right. I haven't actually checked which years it's outrated those races. And speaking of um, red in the purple Blue Jackets winning major cups, it was the Cairns Cup on Saturday. Big meeting there at Cairns, actually. Yeah, huge. They're, yeah, they're Massive really weekend. Yeah, that's, I mean, these are Bingara, Batuta and Bluff are big cups, but Cairns, that was, uh, that's on for young and old. Yeah. And Namazu ran to 90, Medaglia Doro out of Earthquake wins the Cairns Cup. Riding the wrongs of 12 months ago when he finished fourth as favourite in the Cairns Cup. And he went into last year's, you'd remember, went into last year's Cairns Cup having won the Rocky Mackay Townsville Guineas treble and was obviously well fancied to follow up in the Cairns Cup and couldn't. But 12 months on, yeah, redemption for Namazu. And he's now done the Townsville Cup, Cairns Cup double and is a superstar up north, as he was bred to be. So there you go. That's the, that's the Cup roundup from Saturday. Out of earthquake, isn't he? Out of Earthquake. Medallia Doro out of Earthquake. She'd be proud. She, well, he's got more substance than her. She never stayed 2,000 metres. Cop that, Mum. Cop that. That wraps us up for this week. As mentioned, the Bruce McAvaney Award winner was Alias. Super return, as Adam mentioned, to run up to what he produced in the Wagga Cup to do that first up on the weekend. I think he's in for a super campaign. When he gets to 2,000 metres, I'll be betting up.